Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Market Academy LLC. Your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So welcome back to Charged Up Studio, where we bring you insightful conversations with industry leaders and experts. I'm Dana Olivo, your host, and today we're continuing our monthly focus on the power of powerful marketing, integrating business strategy and spiritual energy. Our guest this week is sales innovator, Mr. Steve Brossman. Steve will be taking us, talking to us about creating funnel flow magic. Steve is a nine-time best-selling author in marketing and sales, has spoken in over 15 countries to more than 65,000 entrepreneurs, and works with business owners, sales professionals, and entrepreneurs to attract highly qualified clients and increase conversion rates. Welcome, Steve, to an early morning your time from good old Australia. <laughs> hey, Dana, it's great to be here. What a way to start off. Well, you're finishing your Friday and I'm starting off my Saturday. So we're kicking up and I just love that you call it charged up because we're going to be talking a lot about energy in the energy flow. So um, hey, let's roll up our sleeves and get stuck into it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited to be talking to you. We've, Steve and I have known each other for what, about a year now through C-suite? Yeah, uh, yeah, about 18 months. Yeah. 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 So we've known each other, but uh, just recently have we really gotten to know each other <laughs> through our, our conversations. So so earlier this month, we presented the process of prospecting using the team's approach. This week, we're going to delve into the sales funnel. Prospecting begins at the top, the very top of the sales funnel. However, conversion and carrying our prospects closer to the cash register takes a little sleight of hand and some magic, which is what Steve's going to bring to us today. So before we get started, I have one question for you, Steve. I ask this of everybody before we get started. 
So you ready? <laughs> I have to be. As ready as you're going to be. Okay, if you were to go back in time to your younger self, what what would you tell your younger self? And and at what age? What advice? It, it's a great question. I, I've been asked this a number of times, and I've also been told to re, I've reflected on this, and there's been some. It's like the the movie Sliding Doors. There's been some incidents that I could have avoided if I had have done something differently, or I could have valued something else if I had have done something differently. But if I had have done that, I wouldn't be here today. And I, there are some things that have happened. Like I was training for the Olympics, and I was doing quite a few things wrong. Um, not taking the advice of the coaches and adding and adding and adding. And because of that, I, I crashed three discs in my back. Now, I took full responsibility for that. And I could say, what would I tell my younger self? Don't do that. But then I'd have ended up going to the Olympics, maybe made the semifinal at best. But then my path would have gone down the athletic route, not going down more of the entrepreneurial route. Right. And there's been lots of those things that I could say, what would I tell my younger self? The biggest thing that I would tell my younger self is make sure you do a couple of things that I actually did do. And that is invest as soon as possible. As soon as I opened the doors of my health club, I realized hmm, the doors are open. I built it. They didn't come. And within a month of opening the doors, I invested in sales and marketing training. And if I was to go back and tell my younger self, I would just say, make sure you do it. Yeah. Because it was then that I actually fell in love with marketing and sales and realized that that was the key to branching out. And the other thing would be continue to be different. Yeah. Don't worry. Just 10 yeah. years ago, I wrote my first book, Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Aside. And the principles that I did in 83 when I opened up my health club are virtually the same principles that I'm doing now. Yeah. So the question would be, go back and make sure you do some of the things that you have done and don't try and skip. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say this because, you know, I grew up, um, not my parents, uh, it was one of my teachers that used to tell me that every mistake or what what you would consider a mistake is really a learning point. You can learn from it, okay? There's been so many times that I have felt as though I failed, but it opened up a new door. In fact, um, for the longest time, I used the phoenix rising out of the ashes yeah. as my symbol <clears throat> because that's what I, you know, it, it seems like every time I was down, I was bringing myself back up, bringing myself back up. And what I found later on, um, not, not long ago, probably about five years ago, is the reason a lot of times that I was failing was because of the fact that I was blocking myself from accepting the rewards of what I worked for. Mm. You know, I always knew I could do things, but what I, and, and I would get to the point 
of where I received the rewards, but I never crossed over that line because by that time I would have to carry out what I had promised. So, you know, there's, there's, there's learning points there, but there's also some introspection that needs to be put into place when you're thinking about this. You know. I love what you just said, and and just explore that just a little bit. And that's yeah. a, a recipe for success is accept the two R's. The first yeah. thing is accept responsibility. Right. For some of those things that I that happened to me, I could have easily have blamed everything else. Right. Lay in the bed, <clears throat> couldn't get out of the hospital bed. Blamed everybody else. Oh, woe was me. It's like no, I did this. What do I have to do next to move forward? So accept responsibility. And I love what you just said. But most importantly, accept the rewards. Yeah. And if we learn to do those two things at both ends of the spectrum, then we're going to uh, we're going to power through. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that's exactly it. So let's go ahead and let's let's talk a little bit about um, the the sales funnel and the magic of the sales funnel. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you talk about how you sold 4 million plastic bums, the butts out to 26 countries. What does that mean? The Again, it came from exactly the same philosophy when I opened up the health club in 83. Everybody back then was the lycra, the body beautiful, the trim, taut, and terrific. And at that point of time, it was about four or 5% of the market. And I thought, well, that's stupid. There's the other 90%, potentially 80% that's eligible that aren't going to the gyms. So I looked at how could I work with the decondition? How could I work with those that hated gyms? How could I work with the overweight, the rehabilitation, the kids, the seniors, all of those sorts of things and create markets that nobody else was doing and being able to stand out and be the leader in a smaller market. And that took me to franchising a kids club into five countries, a weight loss program into two, because they weren't doing it back then. When 2000 came around, indoor smoking bans hit Australia and right throughout the world. And I saw cigarette butts everywhere the reticular activator system kicked in. I just saw them everywhere. And I said to my mate, I said, we've got to do something about this. And then I woke up one night and thought, personal ashtray. And I said to Vince, I think I've invented the first personal ashtray. They should carry them. And he said, no, they've been around for years. And he was actually consulting to the tobacco market at that stage. So he knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, I woke up, butt, butt in Australia, butt, human butt, bottom, bum, whatever you want to call it, cigarette butt. Why don't I create a personal ashtray with a bum on it? And it was called the butts out. And the lesson with this is we didn't sell personal ashtrays. We created and sold cigarette butt litter reduction campaigns. So we sold the program and the solution, not the pieces there were already 12 personal ashtrays on the market. We entered a market that was relative, was growing, but relatively mature, but everybody else was selling the ashtrays. Right. Very shortly because Vince was 
a doctoral psychology in human behavior. I didn't even know that. We'd been friends for 20 years and I still didn't know what he did. And he said, oh, I've got this. We should do this. And I said, well, I've got the marketing and everything. Why don't we put this together? Within 18 months, we were winning global environmental awards for the campaigns. And that's where we sold $4 million. We were selling them in tens of thousands to the people that had the problems, the, the municipalities, the councils, the corporates and everything. Of the $4 million, probably less than 1000 was sold direct to the consumer. Big lesson is like so many people were trying to sell the pieces. And in business, people were selling the pieces of what they do, the hours of what they consult. If they're tech, they'll sell hours of tech solution. Instead of selling the program, instead of selling the problem, they're selling the pieces. Wow. And that's how we sold the 4 million plastic bums in 26 countries. Wow. Wow. You know, just on a side note, I got to say this because you're in Australia, okay? <laughs> when you were talking about back when you started the, the the fitness clubs or whatever it was, and you were talking about the, the women in spandex and everything, you know what came to my mind? Yes. Well, I could go down the movie Perfect, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, but um, just Olivia, tell me. It was Olivia Newton-John and Let's Get Physical. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was the era that we started and everybody was going down that route. I when know. they went one way, I picked up the pieces and the bigger pieces going the other way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But, you know, I can remember wearing those spandex and the and the, and the, the, the leg warmers and all this other stuff. I'm showing my age here, but... Well, I was one of the first to wear the Lycra shorts as a guy and and... In well, my hometown, I played rugby league football. Right? Uh, oh. Yeah. And and the names that I was called or referred to because I was wearing Lycra, it was like, you know, you could just imagine. But anyhow, yeah. that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, how can creating a well-designed well sales funnel contribute to the success of a business? It's a fairly simple question, but it's not an easy answer. The it's an easy answer with a lot of science and tech behind it. If you don't get caught up in the tech, to me, a funnel is any more than one step. And I've got my LinkedIn funnel. I call it a funnel. It's 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 not. It's it's run on Microsoft Outlook and Word. Yet it's a six figure funnel, uh -huh. and all it is is I've got a presence on. On LinkedIn, certainly not prolific, but I get regularly people who want to connect with me. And we'll take one step back is it's the energy flow in the funnel that is the magic. The right. reason I call it funnel flow magic, it's the unseen. It's not the tech. It's not the platforms. It's not all of that that you can see. It's the unseen. So, okay, I've got a presence and people think, he might know something. I want to connect with him. Um, half the time it's bots, but anyhow, yeah. <laughs> they will receive a very simple reply. It's one of four or five different replies, modified several words to, to make it more personal for them. Mm -hmm. 
the, the formula is ask them about them. Thank them for connecting. That reminds them that I wasn't the reach out. I said, oh, that's right. I connected with him. Love to hear more about you, which is psychology is like, well, oh, interesting. We have a conversation now. It's not a, hey, here's all about me or one way. And, and then, then that's what here's I a quick video to say, yeah. Here's yeah, a quick video to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. So they click on the link and they can see me and I've got some nice branded background with the week I had with Branson on his island and those sorts of things, nice positioning. Yeah. And then um, can't wait to see how we can help each other. Uh, by the way, here's a quick gift and I will give one of my back pocket guys just a short read. Technically, it's just a lead magnet, but it's called something else. Within that, great information and two more videos. Now, the reason there is if they watch each of the videos, they start getting a relationship with me. Now, the good thing about this is they can have a look at the videos and they can determine this guy's an idiot or he's got something to say. The, the worst thing that people could do was continue to have lukewarm people flow through their funnel. You want exit points where they jump off and only the excited keep coming. So that takes relatively automated, takes a few seconds for me or some of my team to do, but it's all reaching back personal. The next thing is they'll make a decision to either comment, get back, create a, a, a conversation or book in for a call. They click a button. I see the call booked in. And then generally, the next bit of the buying energy that we teach people to have in the funnel is I will either sit here um, with the webcam or I could be out somewhere nice and shoot a, a video on the phone. And it would say something along the lines, hey, Dana, saw your book in for a call. Can't wait to have a chat. By the way, I've had a look at your website and your LinkedIn profile. Man, I've got some great ideas for you. I'll see you on the call. Or... If there's quite a few coming through, it'll be virtually the same script, but it won't be by name. Hey, it's Steve here. I'm so excited that you booked in. I can't wait to have the conversation. And mm -hmm. then we go through. So that three-step process allows me to talk to educated and excited people. Right. I don't get to talk with people where we have to start creating rapport and I have to really educate them who I am and what I do and bring them up to that that level. So right. it could then be a longer funnel, you know, one of the typical ones. And what most people do is they do outbound education uh, content. They'll say, send them some content, you know, 20 pieces of content. But that's all about me. Yeah. A lot of people say, hey, here's some more information about me. Here's some more information about me. Yeah. And that puts you into the same boat as everybody else. Everybody's sending information about them. Whereas a shorter, more powerful funnel will be, here's something that's more meaningful. It's not just about who we are, what we do, and why you should work with us. Here are some things that you can create a relationship with and increase their energy. And as you increase their energy, yeah, then they're going to flow through the funnel a lot faster. Well, and 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 you're absolutely right. You know, a perfect example, you know, right here, I I see this all the time on um on my uh LinkedIn. 
is I'll get a response that is probably a foot long. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, it, it, she's just, she's going in immediately saying, you know, I help high performing executive women optimize their health, you know, and all this other stuff. And then she's giving me times that she's available and all this other stuff. I don't even know who this is, you know, and, and, you know, I agree with you. You want to go in. I've always done this with every prospect that I have met is I want to know more about you. You know, yep. if I meet them in person at a networking, I say, let's go out to lunch or let's schedule coffee or something like that. So I can get to know you, you know, I'm not going to do go in and do any kind of sales pitch because I don't know if they need my services yet, you mm -hmm. know, or what I have to offer or if I can help them or anything like that. And so that's, that's what you're talking about. Even on LinkedIn with what you're doing is you're giving them an opportunity of accepting you as somebody who is interested in what they do. And creating yeah. that relationship. A little early in the morning, a little froggy in the throat. <laughs> so the, the, the big thing, and we talk about the energy, and we talk about yes. the hormonal response a lot. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's how do we stimulate the energy and how do we stimulate the connection? And a, a classic example is a friend of mine used to go to a coffee shop all the time and she complained about the coffee. She said, the coffee's pretty average. That's true. But true. the guy sings to me. He just makes me feel good all day. Yeah. Now, when we get the flow through right, and then we get into and we get into the, the whole science behind, and I call selling is not a spectator sport. Mm -hmm. If you and I can have a really good conversation and I can stimulate some of what we call the happy hormones, the serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, all of those, if we can stimulate those, and it's like, I just feel good watching this person's videos. I just feel good. And people get hooked into sitcoms Mm -hmm. Not because they're entertaining, but because they stimulate hormones, mm -hmm. which are chemical reactions within the body mm -hmm. that you get addicted to. And let's take right. it to the, the, the greatest extent. Adrenaline junkies aren't addicted to the activity. Otherwise, they'd only do one activity. And you yeah. will see an adrenaline junkie jump out of planes, do bungee jumps, do motorbike, daredevil cycling. They'll do all of those sorts of things to get the chemical reaction right. to happen in the body. Exercise right. junkies aren't addicted to the particular exercise. It's the endorphins and analgesics that are released in the body. So how can we do that? How can we make people feel that sense of belonging, that sense of enjoyment and motivation and inspiration from you that you are the one that's stimulating the chemical reactions and you are the one that they get addicted to? Right. And you'll see people that get addicted to new relationships or when you're in a new relationship, that sense of coming together stimulate a certain set of hormones that are different than if yeah. you've been together 12 months or more or more. And people will stop and then they'll go and find someone new. It's those chemical reactions that is basically the basis of the new form of selling. And 
it's called Flow, which yeah. is the new book. I'm a nine and a half times Amazon bestselling author. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty confident the next one. I said nine times. <laughs> it's nine and a half. I'm nearly there okay. with the next okay. book. All right. And it's frequently leveraged outcome wins. Now, when I wrote my book Exceed, which was all about personal performance, the research done by quite a number of people is when, as an animal, fish and human, we had wins as we're going through and as we have them now, there's a surge of several hormones. The two key ones are dopamine and testosterone. Right. Now, if we have a surge of dopamine, it makes us feel good. It's a sense of accomplishment, motivation and focus, and a surge of confidence through testosterone. So we could go on to bigger and better things. Right, right. Perfect. For a sales conversation, if you choreograph wins so that they are participating in that win and they feel that win, it's much more powerful than just giving them the feeling information. Yeah. yeah. Here's some more information about us. And I'll 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 go into the three different areas. It's like you've got the spectator to a presentation. So that's what the person is on fire. They feel as if they're delivering a great presentation, fantastic slides, and they get to the end of it and the person is the spectator and they'll clap and say, wow, that was great, thanks, and walk out. Yes. <laughs> like, what or happened no there? Questions. I was on fire. Or, or no questions, you know, no, yeah. no. no continuing conversations, yeah. Absolutely. Then you get the cheerleader is they do engage them and they're rah, 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 yeah, this, this is great. Wow, this is great. But they're, they're not getting the wins. Yeah. They're not the ones that are celebrating in the locker room with the team. And it's like, well, yeah, they're engaged, but they're not. They might have been given all the outcomes. Here's all the stuff that we can do. Here's all the great stuff that we could do. And again, they'll go to their own locker room and change room or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they're not going to buy it. The key is to choreograph the wins when you're working together to create what we call agreed implementable value. What will this mean for you? How can we collaborate and win? And not just, yes, you are going to get X amount more money or time or freedom or life or whatever it is Mm -hmm. where they could feel what it is like to work with you. And that's the feeling they've got to get, not understand feel. And when you choreograph those wins and I give you a dose of great chemicals, drugs that you love, and I give you two or three doses in a short succession and then go to take them away from you, you're going to slap me in the head and say, don't you dare walk away from me. I've got to work with you. (laughs) So I'm admiring that uh, beautiful sunrise behind you. I told you it was going to be pretty cool coming up it's coming up so oh let, continuing on let's talk about the five e's to an easy sales system yeah the first part is that first part it's the energy how do yeah. we create the energy to get the people to talk with you and it's the, whatever the energy is and what's got more power good flowing water or a stagnant pond? Oh, and the, the river. What, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And you want to create the flow and you want to create opportunities for stagnant people to get out, get out of the way. They can just go over there, but you want to keep creating the energy around the people. And uh, in presentations, I normally have two two of those horseshoe magnets and just pretend right, they're horseshoe right, magnets. Right. They, a lot, they, a lot of yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And have you ever seen somebody or somebody complain to you that they say everything's going really good and you got the magnets that are facing a certain way when they get to a certain point? And this person would be, oh, no, I've got to sell. Oh, I've got to go from presenting to selling. And their energy changes. And the prospect's energy changes and it's just, it's repelling. It's just not going to happen and you'll spring away. You flip it. And because you've got that attraction energy and that person, we teach people how to have personal magnetic energy. How do you create the energy? And quick side note that I've had 20 years in video and TV. I've hosted a network TV show, exec producer for Warner Brothers, and I learned a lot from some great people on how do you create the energy through that little black hole yeah. called the camera? How can you do that? And if you can do that properly, and it's not hard, and you get to that point and they've got the buyer's energy and you've got the personal magnetic energy and you've had some wins and it'll just go snap. You don't right. even get to the end of the conversation and they'll just see the agreed implementable value so greater than a potential investment. They're just going to say, Dana, this looks great. How do we get started? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. quick, tell me, we've got to go. Yeah. And that's the first E, keep the energy flowing through. The next level is when you start the conversation is empathy. Yeah. And the, the saying that it is that when they understand that you understand, you've almost got the sale. It's not, I've got to get them to understand what I do and I'll get the sale. No. Mm-hmm. Once they understand that you understand what their real issue is, and one of the people, one of the companies over there that I work with and, and get all of their research came out and buried in one of them was over 40% of people that go into a sales conversation don't really know what their main pain is. So if you can have the conversation to not only understand what their real issue is, but have them understand what their real issue is and have them understand that you understand, you guys are on a railroad track flying. Absolutely. You get on the same page and you are flying. So that's empathy. Mm -hmm. The next one is engaging. Mm -hmm. And we work with visual blueprints and they're not models. They're not explainer Mm -hmm. tools to say, okay, here's what I do. They're collaborative tools to work on, to write on, um, Dana, you said you had an issue with this. This is how we can work through that with our blueprint. And then we have another formula, DNQC, data, narrative, quantify, confirm. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some information around how we would solve that. 
Right. What most people would then do was keep giving information and giving and giving and giving and right. do a data dump. Right. Give the information, then the narrative. We remember and we feel narratives. Here's a quick story. There was somebody just like you, Dana, that we worked with just 12 months ago that had the same problem. We solved it with our solution. And here's the quantifiable results that they got. Could you see that working for you? Yes. Let's collaborate and quantify what it would mean. And that's working towards the win. Right. It's not just there's an outcome. Right. No. How would it work for you? And what would that do? Quantify and feel. How would you feel knowing that you're going to be putting that extra 20, 30, 40,000 in the bank, et cetera? So that's them quantifying. The last thing on each of the little spots around is quick question Is that a priority of yours right now or, or something you work on? When you get clarity for them around that problem, quantify how much it's costing them and how much they're going to get, mm -hmm. they have a greater chance of confirming and say, wow, that's exactly what I want. And that's the engage. Right. There's a little simple rule. When they're involved, they invest. Right. Right. No, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 So that's the first three. Mm -hmm. But then – your tonality, so when you're engaging with them and you've got the empathy and the tonality is, is supportive, then we've just about given you time, money, saving, gaining, whatever it is. Your tonality is then to the next level, which is exciting. Yeah. So you're engaging you're doing the DNQC and it's like, what? you've got to be excited about getting that. And all the way through, you do that two or three times, that stop, that's, that DNQC through the conversation. And then the last bit, if you've done the first four right, it's just a simple flow to the last one, which is enroll. And I, I say that selling is a 100-meter sprint. That's what right. I used to do. Right, right. And yeah. how do you run 100 metres fast? Yeah. Pre prepare well and consistently. Yeah. Select the right race. Start well. Have a great middle. And then you flow through to the finish. Usain Bolt. The the, yeah. And that's the, the effective funnel flow, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you you keep the you start with high energy. You start with your personal magnetic energy, and the best way to do that: simple, clarity, and belief, and connection. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and definitely connecting with yep. the people. If they see you, hey Dana, and, and I bet you will have seen this so many times in networking events, you go in there and you see somebody potentially read or stumble right. about who they are and what they do and say, hi, my name is and I am passionate about helping people have their best life possible. They're no having one, the best life. <laughs> 
no one should ever, ever have to say, I am passionate about. If I can't see it, hear it, and feel it, right? No, no. And that's where clarity comes from. If they if they're not clear on what they do and they don't believe wholeheartedly in that, then I've I've had umpteen joint ventures Mm -hmm. start with somebody contacted me from a networking event, quite a number from C-Suite, purely because, Steve, I loved what you said, but I loved your energy. Mm -hmm. Because I got clarity on who I work with and how I help them. Yeah. That yeah, it's it's a narrow. I do this. I love it. I believe in it, and it exudes. I get up every day excited. Yeah, and that's what people have to do before they do anything else: have absolute clarity. Yeah, and belief, and that will portray the energy right, right through the whole funnel. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, with me and and. You're right. You know, in a networking environment, whether you're on Zoom, whether you're in live person or whatever, um, you know, I am told constantly that they can see the passion in what I yeah. do. And when, yeah. when I'm talking, when I'm talking about what I do, but when I'm working with prospects, you know, and and we're sitting down and we're talking, um, when I start talking about being overwhelmed and paralyzed and avoiding doing things because I don't know what to do, immediately I'm speaking their language when they're a small business owner, okay? And they can relate to that because I've been there, done that. And when you can relate to that prospect and they can see what you've done, that's where that that connection happens. And I love when that connection happens. That's what I'm addicted to. I'm addicted See, to those connections. Yeah, in that short little bit then, I can actually feel mm-hmm. the pain mm-hmm. that you have for people yeah. just in that bit there. And yeah. because you have felt it, you have experienced it, and you totally believe in what it is that you do. And you just said those few words with that extra little bit of conviction. And, mm-hmm. and I've got the several sayings that clarity equals cash. Oh, yeah. Once oh, yeah. you can clearly articulate and believe and deliver it with passion, and a lot of people you will see no matter what, and even in sales conversations and presentation, they'll try and get their scripting perfect. Perfect. And from the video coaching that I've been, I've done, and I'll tell people it's personality and passion, not perfection that produces profits. Right. See, know what you're going to say, but then just deliver it from the heart, not from the head. Right. And if you've got a couple of words wrong, guess what? No one's going to know but they yeah. will feel that you feel it. Yeah, I had a, um, a speech um, teacher that I had. says, they didn't know whether you missed a word or you you mm. completely left a sentence out because you're the only one who's going to know that. You just carry on. Just like, you know, nothing ever happens. So. 
There was one word banned in all of my video and speaker training for people that I coach. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. What for? Yeah. I didn't know. No, nope. nope. that's exactly it. So how can businesses leverage technology and automation to enhance their funnel flow magic? The one word that you said in there is the key to everything, <clears throat> and that's enhance. Enhance. Don't hide behind it. Right. And no matter what, no matter what level, it, it's always P to P, person to person. Right. And if you hide behind an AI bot writing all of your stuff and you don't go in and personalize it, then you're in trouble. People will now realize that it's, a, it's an AI bot talking to them and not you. So when you're using technology, yeah, you, you got to look at, is this enhancing the energy? You like you, you help people become more efficient. You right. help people use technology to do it. So automating doesn't mean taking you out of it. Now, as a person that's used video all the time, my own personal saying is give me a camera, not a keyboard. I can <laughs> jump in front of a camera and do something, but uh, <laughs> I've got nine bestsellers and you think I, I love of writing it's not my favorite passion uh -huh. but videos are quicker faster deeper uh, they say one minute forrester research actually says one minute of videos is equivalent to a million words not just the yeah. words you say but the emotions you can give and deliver so wherever possible it's how can we Use technology to support us. Where can where can we choreograph touches of us to and then you you could segment them. You can have the lukewarm people go off and and that's some um, I forget the score. Uh, silly me. Um, yeah, you, you rate the people. They go down different parts of the funnels to whatever it is. There's technology yep. now where depending on where you are, you can click on this and the video will then choreograph it to whatever your answers are going forward. Part of that I like, mm -hmm. but part of it still seems it's bringing back more mechanical. Yeah. And wherever you can, use the technology to have a deeper relationship, not just a more effective one. Right. And, and that, with, yeah, yeah I work on. with um, uh, several clients who uh, I am working with on the public procurement side, uh, going after mm -hmm. government contracting and naturally dealing with the government employees, you know, the people that they need to contact, they're busy. So the, I, they, they have to keep reaching out those touch points. And I, I tell them, I says, what you want to do is not lead to a phone call if you can avoid that. What you want to do is lead to a Zoom call because that face-to-face -face contact, they're going to remember you more than they do a phone call. And Absolutely. In, in front of the camera, you know, it's it's harder to forget who it is you're talking to than it is on a telephone. So, you know, well, that's one of the things I do tell them. Yes. That, that, that's brilliant because 
technically speaking, and I think they've quantified it, that 55% of communication is body language, 35% tonality, and just 7% words. Yeah, that's true. So if you can have your body language and they can see and feel you, you can get more across into Zoom. The interesting thing that post-pandemic is 82 or 3% of purchases now prefer it digitally. Yeah. And so it's much more efficient. If you can be the person that can stand out on Zoom, that can connect with them, and not only that, connect before you get there. If you can have those touch points right. and it's the interesting thing is what do I want the procurement officer to feel? Yeah. It's not, okay, we've, we've made a great sale. That's great. Or how can I make you feel like the hero? How can I make you jump up the rung and get that, uh, that extra positioning? A, a great old sales coach of mine from many years ago, Perry Belcher, basically said every sale is about positioning. It is, mm -hmm. is about um, yeah, yeah, how, how do we leverage that in our position in the community? I'm buying a um, a hybrid car or I'm buying the, the electric car. I want to be seen as uh, my positioning is being more sustainable. I'm buying the Ferrari. My positioning is this. What do I want that to say about me? So what do I want this sale to say about me? How do I need to feel now, that's the thing that a lot of people don't get. Yeah, it's all about numbers. Well, yes, <laughs> yep. it is about the deal. But if you could really understand what is it going to mean to the procurement officer to get the best, to get um, the deal that's right. really going to enhance his positioning in the company. And a lot of one of the, the big research things that came in um, is that a lot of procurement in larger organizations is to avoid retribution more than um, elevation. Yep. So if there's a choice of a young, dynamic, innovative company, I'm going to go with them. They've got some really great dynamic, or I'm going to go with you know, you know, the IBMs. Yeah. yeah. I can't go wrong if I buy from the, the big people because they're supposed to deliver and it's their fault. But right. if the younger, more dynamic ones uh, are better, better, cheaper, faster, whatever it is, but right. I could be in trouble if they right. don't deliver, then it's on me. So if you're one of those, how do you overcome the status quo? And and that's, and that's a part of it. And that, that's exactly it. You know, that going in before these contracting officers and everything, I'm explaining to them, look, you're coming in new. And these contracting officers, they have to speak to their bosses. They have to answer to their bosses. And if they hire somebody who is unqualified to handle the position, okay, it's going to come back on them. It's not going to come back on you. You know, you'll just be fired. Okay. But I tell them that, you know, you need to be able to convince them that you are the best man for this job and not ramming it down their throat. You've got to come back with some some definite case studies and things like that, that they're going to be able to say, okay, I, I, I feel comfortable with this company, you know, that type deal. So. 
Absolutely. And depending yeah. on the size of the company and their their flow of paperwork that they're required to do that. And when we work with businesses at various levels and we help them with their blueprint and when they're finishing the conversation, there will be spots on the blueprint mm-hmm. that the two of them have collaborated on that will have the agreed implementable value. And quite often yeah. the video and the blueprint say, hey, listen, how about I send the blueprint over and you have a copy of this video and these minutes here, you actually show your your bosses to, to what it is. Right. And exactly. they then will have the ammunition, but not only that, they'll mm-hmm. remember the words mm-hmm. because they've got it in front of them. And instead of just saying, hey, listen, yeah, I was going with these guys and they're going to be doing this, 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 and this, which will probably come over in the proposal anyway. The mm-hmm. other thing, that we have great success in helping people with. And I do a lot of work with some organizations on micro sales enablement strategies. I'm not the person that's got the end to end, but little micro strategies is where do we do this? How can we enhance your existing funnel right. to, to get great? And there's two things we'll share here is in proposals, we always ensure that they have a video on the first page. Click on this and watch. And the salesperson is saying, hey, Bob, just thought I'd run through a couple of things that you may not notice in the proposal is here. We've got this. Remember, we were talking about what that would do for you. And we've got this. Remember this. We've got this. Two things. A, you're drawing their attention to things that they may have just skipped over. Mm -hmm. B, they're already showing that you are innovative because you're putting your video in the proposal and whoever up the hierarchy is starting to get a relationship right. with you. So right. those key things there um, uh, are very, very oh, powerful. I like that idea. You know, unfortunately, sometimes in government proposals, we can't put those videos in. But what I explain to them is you want to make this proposal response, this, this response to the proposal, you want to make it so that they're not having to search for the answers mm. to their requirements. So what I teach them is you keep the response, the, the requests, keep them separate so that your answer is right next to it. That way they just go down this left column and they see what their requirements are and there's your answer right there. You know, you've got to, you've got to keep them in mind when you're pulling this stuff together. So so what? Yeah, what, and yeah. Go, on. go ahead. Oh, what? I was just going to say one of the first other things is so many people just go straight into the nuts and the bolts. Yeah. What what's what's the box of stuff that I'm buying? Mm-hmm. However, we need to have them emotively sold yeah. on the first page mm-hmm. before yeah. they become practically sold. Yeah, It's like, well, here's what we're going to be doing. Here's what, in the discussion, we did this, remind them of the agreed implementable value. And then here's how we're going to achieve what you're excited about wanting. Exactly. And yeah, but that that's just proposal writing 101 for yeah. other people are very good at that. Yes, definitely. So what role does customer segmentation and targeting and targeting play in the optimi- in optimizing the flow of sales of a sales funnel. <laughs> you want me to read that again, or do you? 
<laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> it's this is, like I I said, this is the fourth one today. So, <laughs> um, did you get it? It's crucial. It, okay. It's it's crucial. It, it's uh, I, I was I was just going to try and answer without swearing. It's it's damn <laughs> crucial. It, it's like well, any. <laughs> The interesting thing is, again, when I, I just, it's a great education going to networking events because you can actually see people and who they are and what they do and how they try and communicate. Anybody who says anybody in there, who, who, who do I help? And if they start with anybody, I'll say, you, you don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> you do not have a clue. Right. And it's a matter of, okay, who are the right people that have the right pain at the right time? And again, um, Perry, one of the great things that I remember him saying was you search for somebody who has a bleeding neck problem. Yeah. It's pretty serious. Yeah. And it's pretty urgent. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. <laughs> And it's like, well, stretch those advertising dollars or those marketing dollars. You can't stretch that money if you're trying to feed everybody. So yeah. by narrowing that niche, you can make your 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 marketing dollars go farther. You know, the the um, paradigm that I was facing many years ago when I I was transitioning into what I'm currently doing. And a lot of people would say, well, why don't you just go for accountants? Why don't you just go for, just pick a niche? And I just identified that most people will say in marketing and sales, you go for a niche that's an inch wide and a mile deep. I've actually gone for an inch deep and a mile wide. Okay. Only those people, the, the half presenters out of all the different industries that are out there, and it's not everybody, it's it's a, a set group of industries, primarily selling knowledge skills or services, particularly the intangible, right. that get that they need to A, B, C, D, what I do, help them create a brand new, unique positioning, create energy, and have a sales process that is fast and enjoyable sales right. bliss when you both enjoy the journey and are both excited about the sale. So by switching it to only an inch deep but a mile wide has been very effective in being able to capitalize on a wider market right. but only a very, very tiny percent of the wide market. Right. And that I've been able to replicate with a number of my clients, some an inch wide and a mile deep, but some an inch deep and a mile wide. Right, right. But it's okay. still what you're saying. It's still exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Market segmentation within a niche, and yeah. then you can communicate that to a, a variety of groups, right. but you're segmenting it to that tiny section of that market. Okay, this next question, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do a speed question, speed uh, uh, kind of like speed networking. But I want quick you warned response. me about this, but then yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have some. Okay, so as new entrepreneurs, there 
you know, there are many questions that continuously come up with my clients, okay, when we explore sales. Okay, I would like to address your thoughts on some of these, okay? Right. And so there's five questions. I just want quick responses, you know, that type deal. So okay. how do I avoid being compared on price? Sell the agreed implementable value, not the box. Too many people are selling the boxes. If you've got a list of your prices, your services, et cetera, it's a big red arrow saying, here's my list, go shopping. Interesting. Okay. Why do I why do I have to keep justifying my fees? Because you're selling the box. Yes. <laughs> you're selling the box. You're selling the box of goods and services. Here is me charging X hundred dollars per hour. Why? Because I don't earn that much. I don't charge that much. Why should I pay you that much? It's because you're selling the box. Again, not the collaborated, agreed, implementable value. Right. Hmm. Okay. I really enjoy doing what I do, but I hate the selling part. Again, when you're selling the box, you're trying to push people up to the value of the box. That's the pushy part of selling. When you have collaborated on value that's going to be significantly greater than the box value, you're coming down from a place of service and giving. When you're giving something, you feel better than pushing something. And selling, the definition is professionally servicing other people's needs for a mutually beneficial gain. It starts with professionally servicing their needs. The mutually beneficial gain is they get what they came for and you get rewarded. I love that answer. Love that answer. And that's probably going to be the same answer for this next one. Okay. Why do I feel pushy when I'm asking for the sale? Again, it's the pushy from zero to the box price, not justifying the value of what you're going to do and get them to work with you and agree and feel what it's like more yeah. than educating not exciting oh that's <laughs> that, that's a great answer i love that i'm going to use that with my clients now so cool. last question do i need techie funnels you need a computer you need a camera you need outlook and you need word i think most people can handle that i my LinkedIn 36-minute sales funnel is Outlook, Word, and it's a six-figure business just from that. Uh, so the answer, no. <laughs> but if you want to expand and do what you do with people, you need the tech to enhance whatever that may be. Very good. Very good. So we're coming up on the end of another episode of Charged Up Studio. And thank you, Steve, for joining us today and shedding light on the magic of having an effective sales funnel. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Any last tips you want to leave our audience? The, the very simple thing, selling is serving. It's that. If somebody clicks on a button, they ring you up, they connect with you at a networking event and you have a conversation with them. And if they don't take the next step with you, 
you have let them down. Selling is serving. Very good. Very good. And um, I know you've got a new book out. All right. Right? It's coming, but okay. uh, it's coming. I know you're going to have some of the details in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I'd like through you to give your people access to a copy of the back pocket guide of how to sell yourself without selling your soul. So oh, I'll give you all those details. And if anybody okay. thinks that I they could reach out in any way, I'm old-fashioned. Send me an email. Very simple, yeah. Steve at stevebrosman.com. And Dana's going to have all the details in the show notes. And uh, uh, Dana, I have known you for, for quite some time, seeing what you do. You take a lot of the stress out of the people that you work with and help them go through. So keep up what you're doing. Um, I've absolutely had a blast with Me the too. Uh, with Watching this, with that this sunrise chat. come over the harbor. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. It's it's a it's a treat, isn't it, to be yes, able to have that it is. It is. as a background. So it's that good. concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is the product of Marketatomy and Marketatomy Academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro-business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our mini courses, go to marketatomy.academy. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y. And until next week, when we have another exciting guest, go out and have a charged up week. Thank you once again, Steve. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.